Dumelang Avusheni and Hello Hi Mzanzi. Nolutando Ngakani here and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a No Holds Barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I'm here to walk with you on your journey as you seek the answers to those weird lumps and putty bumps you are too scared to speak about in public. This podcast is a safe space. Now ladies, it is important to understand that you are not alone in your breast cancer journey. This week, we wrap up Breast Cancer Awareness Month with a chat on coming to terms with diagnosis and treatment options available in public hospitals. Lorraine Govender is not only a breast cancer warrior, she is also the national manager for the Cancer Association of South Africa. This week, she shares her insights from diagnosis to treatment. Lorraine, can you tell us what are some of the first steps that you should take when you find a lump in your breast? There are two things to consider. Firstly, when you have a lump, your first choice is to go to a clinic or a healthcare professional who can further examine you to check what the lump is all about and also taking down a history because not every lump that is picked up is breast cancer. So those are the first things that can be done. So if it's someone that is younger than 40, their breast tissue is quite dense. So your doctor or your radiologist wouldn't do a mammogram for you. So the first line of investigation would be an ultrasound of your breast if you are younger than 40. If you are a woman over the age of 40, your doctor would suggest a mammogram. Now, the Cancer Association, we advocate for women over the age of 40 to have regular mammograms done. However, in the public sector, routine mammogram screening for women over the age of 40 is not readily available. It's only if a lump is picked up and you are at risk that they would do a mammogram for you. How can we minimize our risk against breast cancer? Breast cancer is the most common cancer affecting women in our country and globally as well. The incidence is quite high. Alcohol and tobacco use increases your risk of breast cancer. Being overweight and having low levels of physical activity adds to breast cancer, especially if you are after the age of menopause. Now, family history, it's very, very important. Family history increases your risk of breast cancer. Now, when we talk about family history, we're not only talking about, okay, so if my mom has breast cancer or my sister or my aunt has breast cancer, it increases my likelihood of getting it. But remember, the gene can be passed on from generations to generation, but the next generation may not get breast cancer. It could be a male that may have another type of cancer, be it prostate or testicular cancer. As a woman, you may get ovarian cancer. So when you have cancer and when you have a genetic predisposition to cancer, your risk of getting any other type of cancer is great. People often think, Nobody in my family had breast cancer, so I don't think I'm going to get it. We need to move away from that thought and we need to think that the fact that we have a cancer incidence in our family, it increases our risk. And that is why we say, you know, do your monthly breast self-examinations and go for regular screening to your local clinic. Because remember, breast examinations is also done at your local clinic. So those are some of the risk factors that women need to be aware of. Genetic predisposition is a huge risk factor for breast cancer and other types of cancers. We almost never talk about male breast cancer, Lorraine. What could cause breast cancer in men 
and what signs should they look out for? Breast cancer incidence in our country among men is quite low as opposed to women. So yes, there's a 1% chance of males getting breast cancer. And we have come across a lot of male survivors as well. So there's various factors, age, exposure to estrogens. I think that's important. So steroids and muscle buildup, depending on what they are using, definitely will have a predisposition. Again, family history, you could just probably not even be taking any of those other things that I spoke about. But just having a family history of breast cancer definitely puts them at risk. And then again, liver disease, obesity, like I mentioned before, you know, alcohol, being overweight. And there is some research around testicle disease or surgery that also puts a male at risk of getting breast cancer. We know that breast cancer is the most common cancer amongst women. What are the implications of delayed detection? What does it mean when doctors tell us that we have metastatic breast cancer? Living with metastatic breast cancer, it's a long-term diagnosis. And there are many people out there that live a healthy life and a long life, even at stage four. And the reason why we always say early detection is important, it improves your quality of life, is because having breast cancer, having your mastectomies, or having bilateral mastectomy for that matter, is a life-changing experience for women. And if a lump is detected early, women will go in and have a biopsy. And it may only be that the lump will be removed and you may not need to lose your entire breast. And obviously, once cancer has spread and it's in a more advanced stage, then you would need to have a mastectomy done. What kind of barriers do women face when it comes to accessing treatment for breast cancer in South Africa? Remember, 80% of our population depend on the public sector. But what I want to say to the listeners that are here and are using the public sector, there is good treatment out there. There are good surgeons and there are good healthcare professionals who have the best interest of the patient in terms of RAC2 and RAC1. Even with that, there is therapy available in the public sector. Herceptin, after many years of battling and fighting, you know, the cancer fraternity is so happy to know that this is available in the public sector to women. So some of the barriers that are faced by our women, if you look at people living in rural areas, having access to a mammogram, mammogram machines are not accessible in all areas. The waiting period for a mammogram can be up to six months. And often you find that the equipment is not working, it may be broken, which may cause further delays. But once the diagnosis is made, the team comes together and they plan how they want to help that patient. But we continue as Cancer the Organization to advocate and lobby for better equipment, for improved equipment and better access to people out there. So routine mammograms is also not available. So it's, it's always a concern. But what I want to say to listeners, don't lose hope. Use your voice wherever you can. Contact Cancer. We have an advocacy department, very, very functional to help you in terms of delays with regards to access to treatment. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Lorraine. Now, if you're looking for more answers on coming to terms with your cancer diagnosis, visit healthformzanzi.co.za. And dear friends, if you are in a medical bind and looking for a shoulder to cry on, Remember, you can email us at hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, shoot us a WhatsApp on 076-132-0454. Nah, I would never blue tick you, babes.
It can be hard for people who have not had cancer to understand how you're feeling, but it may help to talk to people who have been in your situation. That is why organizations like Cancer exist. Lorraine was firm in her message that you are not alone, dear sister. Build that support structure and beat this. That brings us to the end of episode 65 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. For me, Lulu Ngakani, have a great week. And remember to show your girls some love by sharing this podcast with a friend. 